Well, hey, girl, welcome to She's Doing Big Things. I'm your host, Alicia Lee, the original she, top income producer, freedom advocate, serial entrepreneur, winner of all the things, world traveler, and now digital nomad. I've lived my entire life feeling a little different, dreaming a little bigger, doing a little more, and believing I was destined to have it all. So I can imagine if you're here, you get it. You're a dreamer, a doer, an entrepreneur, so you're ready to set some big goals and smash them. So with that in mind, let's freaking get started. Hello, hello, my CEOs, and welcome back to the podcast for women who desire more in their life and business by creating profits from projects that were once just passions. So we are business builders up in here, but we are also heart and soul centered and aligned first and foremost. Am I right? Can I get a amen? So as you know, this series is near and dear to my heart. I created this series in the midst of what I see as a niche pandemic. Yes, (laughs) a pandemic in a pandemic. So meta, I know. But I seriously see this idea being presented and even thrusted onto brand new business owners and the seasoned and everybody in between. The riches are in the niches. Now, it's not that I don't agree with that statement, but I believe that a blanket concept of everyone, all the peeps, is detrimental to the outliers. And by God, there are outliers. There are a lot of them, actually. If you look at the differentiation of humans as they are innately designed, otherwise known as human design, you will find that 53% of people or profiles or types are meant to niche down. 47% are not, which means that clearly the majority are deciding for the minority and the minority are following along in so many ways and aspects. Now, (laughs) Other business coaches out there, before you get your panties in a bunch, I want you to go back to my solo episode 56 and let me explain this concept in full to you through the concept of human design. But as a Cliff Notes version, for those of you who are all confused and butthurt or too busy to go listen right now, focused and niched are two very different things. So stay with me. Multi-passionate babes of the world, I want to give you permission to focus on something, a topic, an idea, without necessarily being quote-unquote niched. In my book, they are two very different things. My guest today is the greatest explanation of this that I've literally seen on my socials, and I'm so excited to speak with her today and to have her speak this concept to you all as well. So I have the honor and pleasure of having a guest on today who I have literally stalked. I mean, watched in a totally non-creepy way, of course, only just slightly, slightly creepy, just a little creepy, not totally creepy. She is a photographer, mama, wife, multiple business owner, multi-passionate woman, and just one of the most incredible hearts I've met to date. She is the kind of person who her warmth you can feel straight across those Instagram, Facebook, wherever you're seeing her airwaves. 
She tells it like it is. She's honest and raw and she truly puts it out there. And that, my friends, is what makes her so relatable and stalkable. (laughs) I have been watching her for so long and it has been a joy to do so. So I'll tell you a little bit about Miss Kelsey. She has been a professional photographer for the last 12 years. She does not look old enough to have been doing this for 12 years, P.S. She and her husband have been voted the best photographers in Kentucky. And if y'all didn't know, I used to live in Kentucky, so that's where I met her and where we came in contact. She has been voted the best photographers in Kentucky the last two years in a row. She and her husband run the Malakotes Photography and video, and Kelsey helps women feel beautiful as they step outside of their comfort zone with Brave by Kels in a boudoir setting. Ooh la la, right? (laughs) Beyond photography, she has focused on helping women connect and grow both personally and in business as she also runs Seed and Harvest, which I'm sure she'll tell us about. So on top of these incredible endeavors, she's been seen in multiple publications and networks for her incredible businesses and creations. Holy moly, she is a she-eo inside and out, and oh my gosh, is she not just the cutest thing at the same time. I just saw her on video and I was like, I should have done my hair today. Kels and her team are bringing women together in the pursuit of a better life. Their mission is to remind women in all stages that there is room and oh do I love that she knows the power each woman has when she feels a true community backing her is equipped with the knowledge to move ahead toward her dream and has found the confidence to truly shine she brings light to everything around her literally literally if that's a word everything Kel says she exists to help women see their worth because she truly believes that every girl fits, and I love that. So I know that there are so many layers to this business run by these beautiful souls out there in the stratosphere, but I want to hear it straight from the woman herself. So Kelsey, welcome. Come on to these airwaves, girl, and tell, tell us how you're doing today. Oh my gosh, hello! That was the sweetest, most kind and thoughtful intro ever. Seriously, thank you so much. No, I am doing great. I think it's been a weird season for most everyone, and um, I don't know about you, but I feel like I've finally come up for air and like I've caught my second win. So yeah, things are great today. Yes, I 100% feel that. It has been a weird season slash entire year, (laughs) but I love it. I love that we're finally kind of on the brink of like, "Ah," you know, the clouds opened up and God said, let there be light. Um, (laughs) So I'm really excited to be here today and nearing the end of 2020 and just so many exciting things coming. So lady, I have to hear all about it. I need to know your story because I know you have this overarching kind of business title of photography and photographer, but what does that envelop? What are the layers and what do you offer across the board in all aspects of your business and businesses? Oh my gosh, such a loaded question. Um, So before I dive into this, I want to like kind of backtrack for a second. You were talking about human design earlier and, um, I have always been one of those people that thought that you need to have one thing, one direction you're going. And I learned just like six months ago that my human design type is not meant to do that. Mm. Um, so I felt like 
I've felt this weird kind of shame for the last few years as we've gone in so many different directions um, because for me, the picture of success meant starting something and going in that same exact direction forever and not veering off, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so now that I know that myself as a person, I am kind of meant to be a little all over the place, but in an organized way, um, it's really given me the freedom to chase after the things that I want instead of putting myself in a box. Um, So with that being said, our business is so multifaceted. We are all, we're all under the umbrella of the Malico Creative Co now. So that is where everything lives all under one roof. And that way we can serve everyone in different ways. So first of all, we offer photography. Um, Matt and I both shoot photo. Matt does a little video. Um, I started really shooting just because I wanted to make people feel confident. And then throughout the years, I realized that I have other skills that I can use to make people feel confident. (laughs) Oh yeah. And so, yeah. So we started offering branding and business coaching and social media, like guidance and tips and courses. And, and we just kind of went to the well-rounded business gal, right? So we offer all of those services. Then we also, um, we also do some retreats, some conferences, things like that. We just are trying to serve everyone in every single way. Mm, Oh my gosh. I love it. And I love that it evolved, right? Like it started out as this one idea and then it it became all of these other entities that kind of just fit in because of who you are and what you naturally love and want to and want to do and how you want to serve. So (laughs) I have to say though, I mean like holy guacamole and multi-passionate-isms. Like seriously, this makes me so happy because I imagine, are you a manifesting generator? Yeah. I knew it. I can feel that energy through these airwaves. Like I knew it before we even got on here. It's so fun. Excuse me. It's so funny. I have literally had people on and predicted 100% correct people's uh, aura types. So. Oh my gosh. That's insane. What are you? I'm a manifester. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I was really upset to hear that I have a repelling aura, but I've kind of changed my like thought process around that to think I have an aura that moves outward and invites people to go and do, and I inspire them to move away from me so that they can then go and manifest and create on their own. That's how I see it. (laughs) Um, so here's a question that I've actually had. Do you think of yourself as multi-passionate? Like, has that ever come up for you, that term? Um, I mean, yeah, undoubtedly. Like, undoubtedly. Sorry, English. (laughs) (laughs) Words are hard. I feel like, I honestly feel like it's pretty rare for someone to not be Mm multi-passionate. I think think we sometimes categorize the things that make us feel something in a different, in a different place than we categorize, um, maybe our endeavors in business. Mm -hmm. And if we sit down and look at it, what are the things that we feel passionate about? There are so many, just because we might only be following one of those passions doesn't mean that we don't have like so many of them. 
Yes. I think you brought up a really important point that I've really never thought about before. And I'm so glad that you said it is um, the things that we think we have to do, like our job, taking care of our kids, cleaning the house, like things like that. We don't think of those as passion points or a part of our multifaceted, multi-passionate personality. We think of our hobbies like, well, I like to go to the gym and I like to do arts and crafts and I like to take photos, right? Like, but all of that together is actually a passion, even if it doesn't create the most excited emotion. It's still like, it's a part of your life. It's something that you do. Otherwise you wouldn't do it. Like if you didn't love living in a clean house, you would just let your house get dirty. So technically there is a passion, you know, passion feeling and emotion placed with it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And I think that all too often we think of passion as this thing we need to chase, right? Like we want to feel passionate. We want to go after the thing that's going to make us feel alive. Um, and I've learned in the last couple of years, truly that my passions are kind of all over the place, but as a whole, my passions are not only to like empower women. My passion is to like be a present mama. My passion Mm. is to, make my husband feel seen and cared for. And those passions to me, honestly, like take up a huge space in my heart, obviously, like, but sometimes when I'm planning out how to like chase down a dream, it's just me planning out how I'm going to show up for my family. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I, I think that also actually leads into something like there's a really defined difference between passion and purpose, right? Like if your purpose in life is to help women feel confident and to be there for your husband and to be a great example for your daughter, well, those are very defined purposes that your passions may lie underneath those, right? And so I think that that's really important for people to know that Your purpose are kind of like your life pillars. They're the things that you stand for. They're the things that you won't back down from. They're the things that you will live and die for. But your passions are things that you actually want to show up and do or that you that create a feeling for you that allow you to do other things like having the house cleaned and now you feel organized and so you can do something else, right? Right. I love that. So tell us the story. I love, 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 love getting a backstory. So tell us how all of this began, the timeline, the order of it all, all of that. Like what came first? What came next? How did it all fit together? Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is kind of like a wild ride, but I'll tell you the, um, I'll tell you the short version, right? (laughs) But with a couple juicy details. So way back in the day, like we'll say early 1980s, Um, my mom actually wanted to be a photographer. And so she signed herself up for this college course. She was going to go to the community college, learn how to take pictures. It felt like a total passion project for her. And along the way, before the first class, someone who cared her, who she cared about deeply told her there wasn't a place for a woman in the photography industry. And so she quit. Um, She didn't, Sorry. (laughs) It makes me like it. Well, it just makes me emotional to think like about people being able to speak over you um, things that aren't true, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's all to say 
my mom is absolutely incredible. She went down a different career path, um, but she's a Nana full-time now. So, you know, <laughs> the dream still happens. Yeah. Um, but anyway, as I grew up, I never really knew what I wanted to do. I, you know, just in my head thought, oh, I'm going to be a wife and a mama. And beyond that, I never really thought much about it to be just completely honest. And mm-hmm. then I went to college and realized that I just was not made to be in a classroom. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to laugh so hard at this, but I actually failed out of college because I took, um, I took a communications class three times and all three times I got too afraid to do the last assignment, which was to present in front of the class. Oh my! I just, <laughs> the thought of, Speaking in front of 20 people that I didn't know was so terrifying to me that I completely failed out of college. You cannot take, you can't take a college course more than three times, I guess, or yeah. you couldn't rest. <laughs> yeah. And so we're like, oh yeah, well you're out. <laughs> oh my gosh. And now look what yeah. you do. It's so funny. It's <laughs> so funny. It's just, it's so funny, but that's what fear does, mm-hmm. right? It gets in there and tells us that we can't do things that we were made to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, fast forward a bit, Matt and I met and he had a nice camera for like no major reason. Um, I think he took pictures of, you know, his friend's cars at the drag strip and stuff. And one day, one of those buddies he had that like had a car, his wife came to us and she was like, you know, how about I pay $25 to take pictures of my daughter? And Matt was like, I don't know. And I was like, we'll do it. <laughs> we will be there. Say when I want your money. No, just kidding. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh my gosh. And Matt, so Matt was all in after that. And so it's been, let's see, that was, I think that was 2008. Yeah, wow, 2008. Yeah. And so we just, we just hit the ground running. We started shooting, um, that first year, I think we did like five weddings. And then the next year we did 40 something. Wow. Um, like an insane amount. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. Mm-hmm. I, in the meantime, you know, became a dental assistant <laughs> and realized that maybe that wasn't obviously my passion, my purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we just ran with this little business baby and I went full time in 2011 and then three years ago, Matt came on to join me full-time as well. And it was really hard for him to leave his engineering job, just, you know, security and safety. Mm-hmm. He's an Enneagram 6. I don't know if you know anything about that, but, you know, they're very loyal and they like steady, mm-hmm. calm waters. Yep. And so for him to join in um, was a big step for him. It took a long time, but it's been the best, most chaotic three years since then. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... In 2018, right around the time that Matt was leaving his job, we did a rebrand um, and it was just, it up-leveled everything in our lives. To to rebrand and put, for the first time ever truly, to put our hearts onto the internet, mm-hmm. you know, for someone to land on a website and feel what we felt, mm-hmm. it was it was just an up leveling like I cannot possibly explain. And I didn't realize how important branding was until that point. Yeah. Um, so my friend and I, um, we started this little business doing branding on the side and it grew a bit. And so our team grew a bit and we just started really 
deep diving into helping people kind of up level their selves so that they could up level their business. And then after that, we would help them, you know, up level their online presence. So it was really about like digging in and getting to the heart of things and finding your why and your purpose and the reason why you're chasing this dream. And then we would help you create and cultivate that online experience. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was really, it's a different, it's a different way to approach branding, I think, than what people have really done in the past. Mm -hmm. And we've just found that like, well, we've never had a client fail. Yeah. I'll say that. Like we have never had an unsuccessful client. Um, And that's truly, I know it's because we put our hearts into this thing and they do the same. Um, So yeah, after that, we just kind of realized that we wanted to help people in every aspect. specifically women. And so then we started creating these little retreats we call the Confident Co. And, you know, we just would invite, you know, 30, 40 women into our space for a day of just like dreaming and finding purpose and finding community and and just really like leaning into being the person they they want to be versus the person that they think they are. Mm. And so that's kind of, we just ran with it from there and we're just doing, we're just doing all the things. (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh. It's such a story, but it's so you, right? Like at any point in there, did you feel like this is just a natural following of my gut, of my intuition? Or were you, was there ever anything where you were like, I actually feel pressure to do this, push to do this, and you kind of went in a direction you didn't want to go? Or was everything pretty aligned? Um, You know, I think that for me, the misalignment came from the people that I care about thinking maybe they were bad moves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because from the outside in, like, this is a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm kind of one girl um, over all the things. And I think that there's been a lot of fear and a lot of um, maybe a little scarcity, mm-hmm. you know, like mindset with some of the people that I love very much. And so that for me was the hardest part. Yeah. Oh, that makes so, complete um, sense. Yeah. It's like, I just, I trust my gut so much and it'll like typically tell me one way or the other. Um, just, you know, feeling that like this is right, or maybe this is a little wonky. I mean, I've definitely Mm -hmm. had things that I wanted to do that I did not do in the end because of that, you know, kind of gut hesitation. Yeah. As far as these things go, heck no. I mean, I'm so in these things. I can't see straight. Like I think about them in the middle of the night. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know if you're a um, splenic or sacral authority in human design? You know what? I don't know. Okay. I'm just curious because um, sacral authority is very like, Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Like it's very oh, um yeah. it's an ener- yeah. yeah, it's an energetic yes or no, where uh splenic is very much like a gut reaction. It's an intuition, it's a knowing. It's not like a voice in your body, it's like a it's like a visceral, like this doesn't feel right kind of thing. So I always just uh-huh. I'm always curious. I so my coach does a lot of human design work with me mm-hmm. and 
we do a lot of that, like a lot of, she'll just fire off questions and I'm just, uh-huh, or uh-uh, uh-huh, uh-uh. Mm. Um, but I can't remember. I want to say my spleen and my, my tippy top of my head, whatever that's, I can't remember. Sacral. Your, your head. I think uh-huh. they're your head chakra. the same. Yeah. I think they may both be defined so, or yeah, undefined. So they're probably um, undefined. Oh, if your splenic is undefined, then you're, you're probably a sacral authority. Okay, very cool. Um, So here's a question that I have for you. At what point do you feel like your vision shifted from, I, this is just like this little thing that I'm doing, this little thing that we're doing, to like, oh my gosh, this is a real true business. I'm a CEO. It's time to step up. Like, what was that pivot point for you all? Because I feel like everybody has one where it's kind of like, this is maybe a hobby, a passion. Oh no, this is super profitable. This is a business. Oh man, that is so hard. I am. I honestly think that first kind of shift for me happened a long time ago when I am. I had, (laughs) you're going to laugh so hard. Um, in college, I worked at Cracker Barrel and I loved being in charge of how much money I made, right? Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to make more money, I would pick up a shift and yep. sling some biscuit and gravy and, you know, go about my day. And so when we started this photography business, it felt kind of similar, mm-hmm. right? If I want to make more money for something, then I'm just going to push myself out there a little more and book a little more. Um, and I'd say we were in year like three when I thought, oh my gosh, even with a college degree, I don't know that I could make this much money. Mm-hmm. Like not at that point anyway. Um, and so that was kind of, that was kind of like an eye opening time for me, but then like, you know, it sounds so silly, but when people ask why I'm a photographer, I, like I said a few minutes ago, like I'm a photographer because it allows me to be in front of people And when I'm in front of people, I can encourage them, empower them, pour into them. And so I think just a few years ago when I realized that that was truly the purpose in it all, Mm -hmm. it was like my eyes open. I like woke up and was like, no, 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 I'm not limiting myself by just doing this in one way. Like I'm going to do this in every way I possibly can so that I can reach and touch and love on as many people as humanly possible in this finite amount of time that I'm here. Um, And I think from that point on, it's just been like foot to the gas pedal, like take a pause every now and then, but like, go, go, go. We're after people's hearts. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, There's this book by Simon Sinek. It's Start With Why. And it's one of my favorite books. It's actually kind of a dry book if you just go to read it. But it's a it's a really amazing concept. It's like the moment that you take your purpose and you put it outside of yourself, the everything changes. And you Absolutely. can literally change the world because it's no longer about you. It's no longer about just the, like you said, the finite time that you are on this planet. It's about the legacy that you're going to leave behind. And that is exponential. That's expansive. That's like beyond you. That's manifestation. And I think that that is like so beautiful. I'm so glad you said that because I know that as as newer business owners that are listening to this podcast, 
those of you out there who are so worried about the how and you're so worried about the niche and you're so worried about the what, I want you to just start following what do you like to do? Because if you like to do it, I guarantee you that we can form a business plan around it. Literally, I would challenge you to message Kelsey, message myself, and just ask like, hey, I have this thing or this idea or this thing I love to do or create or have or be, and this is how I want to serve. Can I make money doing this? And I guarantee you, Kelsey will find a way to brand it. I'll find a way to, you know, plan it and create profit from it. It is possible. So worry less about like how you can do it and ask how you can serve them the masses, or even one at this point, if that's where your vision is. Oh my gosh. Sorry, I get real passionate there. (laughs) No, that was so, that was so, so great. Um, That was so great. And well, I'll talk about this in a second. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're fine. I know we get so into it. Um, So I want to ask you this actually, because I know that you are so philanthropic and this is actually where I first connected with you. I bought, I um, I actually have um, one of your shirts that says confident or coffee and confidence, something like that. And then I have one of your mugs. Um, and I know that you've raised money doing, presenting these different items online for different reasons and people and causes and things like that. So tell me a little bit about what makes you want to give back, how you give back, what that looks like now. Oh man. So (laughs) I think that growing up, I was one of those kids that was really aware of where I stood, where my classmates stood, I guess, kind of like socioeconomically. And it really pulled at my heart. So even like in high school, I was the president of our community service club. Um, And so I think going into, into being an adult and being in charge of making money, I always like reminded myself to not be greedy right Mm. and so and and so I just would always repeat to myself like to those much is given much is expected Mm -hmm. and I still do that today constantly all the time um it's on my bathroom mirror actually and so you know I am a Jesus loving girl and Mm -hmm. um you know, my faith is maybe not quite as conventional. I don't go to church every single Sunday, um, but I talk to God a lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, I can remember being like, I would say probably in middle school and praying and asking God to show me people to help. Mm-hmm. And um, and so just, yeah, as a, as a grown person who had a little money to play around with, I just started investing in people who maybe couldn't, how do I say this, that couldn't do something in return, right? Mm -hmm. And so then I realized as I started to talk about it on my social media that other people wanted to help too. Like, I think that, you know, we, (laughs) we look at the world and we say, oh my gosh, everything is falling apart right now. People are so mean. Things are nasty. Things are like just volatile, volatile, however you say that word. I'm sorry. I'm a simple girl, but, um, (laughs) you know, the heart of it, I think people 
are good. And Mm -hmm. when I realized that other people were interested in being helpers too, and they just didn't know how I started finding a way for them to invest. Um, you know, the first time I did t-shirts, uh, they said, you make me brave. Oh, I had one. Yeah. They said, you make me brave. And then, um, I can't remember what the adult shirt said, but anyway, we sold those shirts and then Matt and I went to Mexico to this little, this little village. Um, it was called Guadalupana. It was a village of essentially like people who had squatted on the land for so long that it became theirs, Mm -hmm. but they live in extreme poverty. And so we were able to take the money, go with a couple friends down there and pay for a couple little houses to be built, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from selling t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. And we did, while we were down there, we, we did, I think it was a, about 200 family photos and mm-hmm. we took printers that were battery powered and we printed the photos. And, you know, most of those families had never even had a family photo, let alone have it printed yeah. to put in their homes. Right. Like these are, these are, shacks that they're living in. And so you would just not believe the way that affected people. Right. Yeah. And so from that point on, it was just like, if we saw a need, then we found a way to meet it. And never have we ever seen a need that we weren't able to find a way to meet thanks to our community. Um, a, a couple years ago, a family was stranded here because of a hurricane and it's such a crazy story, but the wife was pregnant. She went into labor. They were living in their SUV. Mm -hmm. She delivered here in town and their car broke down. So they had no way to get home. Mm -hmm. They had a new baby and two other kids. They were sleeping in the broken down car. Um, Mm -hmm. And someone reached out to me and said, you know, one of the nurses or someone, I don't remember, reached out to me and said, you know, would it be okay if I put you in contact with this family? I think maybe you could help them. And 24 hours later, we had enough money to buy them a car. $13,000. 24 hours later from people who just wanted to love people. And, and so, you know, that honestly is a big motivator for me in growing this business is that the more we bring in, the more we can help. And, I will never, I will never chase after a dollar unless it's because I want to give part of it away ever. And I hope that that's how I feel now. And I hope that that never changes. Um, You know, I hope God puts me in my place if I get greedy, Mm -hmm. but you know, that is it, right? We want to make women feel good and we want to help people live well. Oh my gosh. I love that. I'm like literally getting cheers, have little cheers. <laughs> I'm like literally getting chills. I have tears in my eyes. I oh my I like it's it's beautiful. And the funny thing is is I own almost everything that you have sold for these charitable pieces. And it's so true that people will do more for others than they than they will even do in themselves in Oh my gosh. People yeah. will do well, more uh, for others than they will do for themselves in a lot of moments, right? Like these weren't things that I necessarily needed. I didn't need another coffee mug or another t-shirt or another, you know, anything tank top, but 
in those moments, I was like, oh my gosh, well, I want to be a part of it. I want to help. Like, how can I help? Okay, cool. I love, I'll get, I'll get another mug. I love coffee. I'll get another shirt. I love shirts. Right. Like, you know, and, and it's so like, you really are such a conduit for, um, for love and joy and giving and gratitude. And there's just so many emotions tied to you and what you do in your business. Well, I, um, you know, I wonder sometimes because, you know, social media is a, is a small place, but you can jump in at any point in the story. Right. And then people, you don't know everything about someone. Um, and I sometimes think that people see us trying to help and they're like, Oh, cool. Thank you for being fancy and Mm -hmm. selling t-shirts and donating. Um, but not everybody's capable of that. Right. Yeah. Of like, of growing support for a cause, but that is so just ridiculously untrue. Um, I will not pretend like I grew up rich. I mean, I grew up in a trailer that I am very proud of that my parents still live in to this day. And you know what? Like, did I like growing up get called trailer trash? Of course. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm trying to not get emotional. I'm not gonna downplay it and act like I didn't. But you know what? Like, that, those moments showed me that loving people. Like it transcends everything. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what you have. You can do what you can with what you have until you have more. Right. Mm -hmm. And so my mom always taught me that. And she would always, you know, give money to people who needed it, even when she didn't have extra. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, growing up that way showed me that the people with less usually give more. Mm. and I want to change that Mm -hmm. right I want to have more I am not against abundance I want to have all the money for all the right reasons and I'm sure some of the not right reasons too um (laughs) but but because I want to I want to change that like I want to see that people who have the least give everything of themselves and people who have a ton give everything too Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I, I just, you know, it's people think, oh, well, if I don't have a ton of money, I can't, I can't be a, a world changer and just take the words from my mama. Like you can be exactly what you want, but you have to decide. Yes. Oh, girl, I'm like feeling all the feels right now. And I'm I'm so aligned with this in in every way. Um because I have done it the opposite way. I I don't I know you don't know a lot about my my um backstory, but just like really quick for the audience, I I built multiple six-figure businesses and I was that person who was like very greedy about it. I was so afraid of losing it. I had the the like tight controlled kung fu grip on it. Like I'm going to lose it. I you know, I had no faith in it. I I was losing faith in myself. Like a lot of really negative uh traumatic 
turmoil kind of emotion around money. Even though I was making so much money, I was giving none of it. I was hanging on to all of it. I was spending more than I was even making. Like it was really unhealthy. And it took me going through all of that to know now, and I'm glad that I did because I know now what it would be like to have that same amount of money and to remake that same amount of money and to do it so, so, so differently in such a giving spirit, in such a loving way, in such a grateful and gracious capacity. And so I I so love like hearing that you've been able to do this throughout your entire business because no matter where you are out there, the listener, if you have had a hard time with money and giving and receiving This is such a great place to start. This is such a good story to take away from and to exemplify and to move forward with. This can be you. And if you have this desire, then like like Kelsey's mom said, you know, even if you have a little right now, you can start where you're at as your money grows and as you become more abundant and as you manifest more. Because the universe truly does have your back. If you want it, it's out there. I love it. Yes. Yes. I love it. Yes. Okay, lady. Now something juicy. What is a layer in your business that you've thought about that you've been really wanting to create or you just haven't gotten to it yet? Give us a glimpse into your possible future. Oh my goodness sake. So today on the day we're recording this, we are actually launching an entire like new arm of our business. Um, we are, man, it's so crazy. I can't believe I'm saying it out loud, but like, I'm just so excited. We decided that, you know, taking pictures is amazing, right? But Mm -hmm. not a lot of people can afford $500 for a family photo shoot. And so we have created these little courses to teach people how to take good pictures with their phones. So this is how to take pictures of themselves. This is how to take pictures of their kids with their kids, how to, how to set up a phone and get your kids interested and get in front of it with them to document life happening as it is right now, the sweet little like, memories that you don't want to forget versus just having photos on the wall. Um, if you can spend the money, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so we today are launching all kinds of resources and free guides and also courses that people can buy into and mobile presets to make pictures look even prettier after they're taken. Like we are just ready to empower people to document their lives well. Because mm-hmm. I'll just, there's this quote I read in, a long time ago, and then I've like interpreted it into kind of my own little thing. But it's like, uh, you know, the photo is really not the art. Mm-hmm. The memory is the art, and the photo is proof. Mm. Oh, I love um, that. I, I heard this quote a long time ago, and it said, you know, it said something about, about like your life being art and I started thinking about that with photography and I was like no yeah you're right like the photo is not the art Mm -hmm. 
life is the art. These memories that you're documenting, that's the art and the photo is the proof. So I want to, I want to empower people to feel like they can document their lives so well that, you know, that can be a part of their legacy. Mm. Oh my goodness. Ah, I'm excited. I'm getting all the feels and getting all the chills. One, um, because I don't know if you, yeah, I don't know if you know this, but I have a uh, fashion blog. It's really, really like not a big deal. It's super simple. There's not a lot to it right now. I just, I love, do what? Stop downplaying it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, girl. Well, it really, it's really kind of new, but um, it's, I've always loved fashion. I've, and it's my own take on it. You know, I love creating outfits and I am 4'11". I know you're just a petite little bitty too. And so it's always like those, how do you find clothes and what do you wear and how do you make things look nice when they're, you know, two feet too long and all of the things. And so Anyway, I have a blog and I have been searching for presets and pretty presets, not like ones that look good sometimes and don't look good in others or that create such a deformity in your picture that you're like, is that color, is that shirt actually blue or is it red? I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, so things like that. So I'm so excited to check those out. Definitely. hundred percent. Oh my gosh. Yes. So that's exactly the mindset I had going into creating these presets. They're called back to the basics. Oh, I love that. So they're just about making things bright and light and soft and like real life, but enhanced rather than changing things. Because my thought is I want you to edit these pictures so that you love to look at them mm -hmm. so that 30 years from now, your kids love to look at them and your grandkids love to look at them. Like this is not about being so on trend and having like, you know, crazy edits on photos. This is about making a picture look professional enough to save. Mm, I love uh, that. Yeah. But back to your question, which I'm sorry, I like went way off topic there. Um, the thing that I haven't gotten to do yet that I really want to do is start the Confident Co podcast. Ah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I love podcasting. So I say I give you two thumbs up. I say do it. <laughs> Thank you. Hopefully by the time this airs, we'll be well on our way. We have all the equipment and the intros and everything, but you know, sitting down to create that content, I want to make sure that we do it in an extremely intentional way mm -hmm. because I just, I care so much about my audience, which is why I don't ever do sponsored posts. I don't do paid collaborations. Like I, I would, if there was something that I felt like I aligned with so well, mm -hmm. but I just don't want to ever do anything that, that would make my, my community, my tribe feel, you know, underserved. And so we just, I want this podcast to be a place that's, that's that, you know what I mean? A safe, yes. good place. I love that. My, uh, my one biggest regret, I will tell my entire audience this, I actually have a, um, a post coming out on Instagram about this that is already scheduled. And it's why I'm deleting followers. Um, literally I'm going through and deleting followers because I hired one of those follow unfollow apps and yes. it ruined my Instagram. I, I didn't, I didn't even realize it until I had 11,500 followers and I looked at the last five, just five 
that had that had followed me and they were all cats cats what yeah like we're probably not gonna do business friendly little feline you know um you're cute and all but probably not my ideal client or audience or I'm not even sure what you are so I have literally had to go through and hand delete or um remove as followers so the one piece of advice that I always give now to brand new business owners, like you just said, you know, sponsored ads, paid promotions, partnerships, things like that, make sure they are so fully aligned or you will literally demolish your algorithm. And the likes that you were getting before, imagine them one-tenth because that's what I'm dealing with now. The the interactions, the insights, the you know, the ability for people to see your content is ruined when you do something like this. And so, yeah. So true. It's so true. I actually spend, so a large portion of what we do and what we've been doing lately um, is, is helping our clients grow their following mm-hmm. organically. And let me tell you, it is a real job. Social media could be a full-time gig. Mm -hmm. I'm serious. It takes a lot of effort because growing is really important, but growing in a not good way, it's just like, I mean, it's like eating candy all day versus eating fruits and vegetables Mm -hmm. and growing muscle or growing, you know, fat. Yeah, it really is. It's so true. It's, um, it's, I have the followers, but do the followers care about anything that I post or are they even real people who are showing up on Instagram to engage in anything? Right. And if you just have those, then it, it's like, um, putting dye into water. If you just add more water, then the dye gets less and less and less, right? Like it dissipates. And that's what happens when you increase your followers, but you don't have people that actually care about your content is your content dissipates it becomes dull and lightened and less people look at it and less people see it absolutely yeah absolutely girl we could do a whole season oh my god i know i know i the amount of the amount of research that i have done on this um to help our clients and also to help our own businesses grow you know Mm -hmm. it's just honestly it will make your eyeballs get really big Mm -hmm. if i even just said the amount of hours i've spent researching this stuff Oh, yeah, I, I've definitely, I can definitely relate and understand now at where I'm at this point, kind of going backtracking and researching and doing all the, all of the like looking into everything going, oh my gosh, what did I do? What has happened? How do I fix this? How do I regain? Like, how do I rebound all of this and that, right? Because social media is very important when you're building a business. There's less, especially right now, COVID, less belly to belly action going on. And, um, yeah, so it's really important. So word of advice, anybody out there, grow, find somebody to help you grow. Um, do not take the lazy route of allowing a company to come in and think that they have your best interest at heart because they don't necessarily, unless they are the right business, the right people, and they have that personal touch and they really do care. So the thing that I want to ask you now I every episode I love to do this. I like to speak to the lady out there who's listening who has this passion just like burning inside of her. She is good at a few things, right? She's passionate, she wants to learn a few things, she has just all of these ideas like seeping over. She's brimming over with 
you know, all of it. She's starting to believe they're possible after listening to this series, the multi-passionate series that we're in. She doesn't yet know or believe that her passions really can be profits, that they can turn into a business. What would you say to her in this moment as she's daring to dream or even take that one first step forward? Oh my goodness sakes, you just laid that on me. I <laughs> Okay, so first of all, this is like the exact person that I would be vying to talk to mm. in general in life because I think that we as women are nurturers and we're caring for everyone else and we at a restaurant want ketchup so bad, but we won't ask for it to, to inconvenience someone unless our friend wants ketchup or our child. And then all of a sudden we will like knock people down to get to a bottle of ketchup. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I just think that if we for a day sat and thought about ourselves and our passions and these little dreams that we have, the way that we think about the people we love and their passions and the things that they are dreaming about, we would realize that we are so valid in these things in our hearts and, and on our minds. And if you have the dream to go after something and you don't know how it can make you money yet, that's because you're supposed to just go after it and the money will come. Mm -hmm. Like there is something to believing that things will work out. Mm -hmm. And I think that so many of us, I say us because I fall into this trap sometimes too. We think, oh, if it can happen, it will. And I don't mean in a good way, right? Mm -hmm. We're like, oh, well, this is just how things happen for me. Oh, this is falling apart. Well, that's just my luck. Like, no, it's not. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. If there is a little thing in there that you think about often that you think you would be good at, or you would like to do, and you just don't know how to monetize it. Why don't you just start doing it and mm -hmm. see if people start wanting to pay you money for that. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, I and, love that. Well, and, and to be very honest, just to speak to this girl, because this girl is totally me. Um, sometimes, you know, maybe what we should do is think about, are we not doing this because we don't know how, how it could make money or are we not doing this because we don't want people to see us starting small. Mm -hmm. We, the, is it that we, we want people to see us be successful, but so often we don't start something because we know that starting at the very bottom is painful and people seeing that people seeing you starting and maybe sucking a little bit is painful to think about. And so we just don't start. Mm-hmm. Like my photography work was garbage, like put it in a trash can and light it on fire. Everything was black and white, but the roses were always red. Even if they weren't red, I would make them red. Like, <laughs> come on, you guys. I left those albums up on my Facebook page. You know why? Because I'm not scared for people to see me suck mm -hmm. because me sucking at something means I am trying to grow and growing can be inspiring. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, just to, and not to drive it home, not to really like, you know, whatever that, whatever that quote is, not to beat a dead horse, but like, maybe think about why you're not starting. Mm -hmm. 
and just go. Yeah. I love that advice. Um, I know (laughs) having started so many businesses and for different reasons, like transitioning into other businesses and um, heck right now, um, I am now a lash brow lip artist and I just enrolled in esthetician school. And oh my gosh, amazing. Yeah. um, And people have asked me, you know, well, why if your business is successful and this and that? And I'm like, because I always follow my passion. I believe 100% that if I have thought about something for more than a year, and this is kind of my general rule, and this doesn't have to be your rule, it could be a week, it could be a month, it could be whatever for you, but if I've thought about it for a year, and it keeps coming up for me, and there um, are kind of universal invitations to do it, then I need to do it. Whether it makes sense or not, I just need to do it. And this does not make sense during this season, during this time. I mean, heck, we're in the middle of COVID and I'm going to be in people's faces. Like, this doesn't make sense at all. Um, But I've thought about it for too long. I've thought about it for so long. And so I have to do it. I just have to. And it's, it's going to make sense along the way. And I have full faith in that and trust in that. So. Yes. Lady, the last thing that I want to make sure that we do before we go is to connect you with my audience and so that, and also my audience with you, because I'm not the only stalker fangirl out there. I know you need more of those. So we can add to this club of mine. I'll be the president, of course, but it's open enrollment for the fans of the, of the Malakotes. And how can these potential members slash stalkers find you and hang out with you? Where do you hang out most? Oh my gosh, I love you. Um, Okay, so I would say the number one place I can be found um, that I'm the most present is on Instagram. And my handle is Miss Malicote Photo. So MRS underscore Malicote Photo. Um, And beyond that, you know, themalicotes.com. Perfect. Okay. So now the last question is, what do you have that they can grab onto right now to help them on their journey toward a actually soul-filling business that is also fueled with passion and purpose and thus makes a profit and an impact? Because I know so many women out there are craving that. They're just not quite sure how to take that first step or how to get there. So what do you have for them right now to grab onto? Oh my gosh. So... Can it be one thing and also a bit of advice? Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. Okay. So first thing, the actual thing that I, like, would love for you all to to take advantage of is that little photo course that I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I think that when you can document your business and what you have to offer well, it converts better, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and then you don't have to spend money in the forefront trying to pay to document those things. Um but also just one little, one little bit of advice. Um, you know, I think that we all worry. We worry that we won't be successful. We worry that this thing is not the right thing, that we're chasing the wrong thing, that in order to go after a dream, we're, we're not going to be able to give enough attention to the people that we love in our lives. And I would just like to say that worrying is like wishing for something you don't want. So focus on how good life can get if you go after it. Yes. All right. Oh my gosh, Kelsey. I love this so much. You are absolutely the best. I'm so thankful for social media. 
You know, it gets a bad rap sometimes, but man, does it connect us with some of the most beautiful souls if we are actually looking for those people and we know what we're looking for. And I knew what I was looking for when I connected with you. I love your heart. I love your soul. I have adored watching you. Your business is beautiful. I've seen your family grow. It's been, I feel like I'm on a journey with you. So I love seeing so much love just radiating in all directions from you, from your business. And it's all because literally your heart is just so dang good. So I am so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. I just want to thank you so much for coming on these airwaves today and helping to show that multi-passionate babe out there that it is a thing and there's no shame in wanting to do more than one thing. I like to say multi-passionate is magic multiplied. And I think that that is so true for you and your business. Oh my gosh. You're totally, totally right. Um, And I think that (laughs) those words you just said, it's like magic multiplied, man, it just like hit me, you know, we all just, we all have this magic to create and it would just be such a tragedy to not go and do it. So I'm so excited to have been able to be here and to get to talk to your audience and just encourage them hopefully for just a second um, and maybe just give one little bit of, of knowledge or encouragement that maybe gets you, gets you moving. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay, CEOs and those wanting to become her. This is week four of five of this five-week series that I've politely called Niche Down for What? Because here's the thing, my darling, my dear, there's no one way to live this life. And since your business is an extension of your life that is you, There's no one way to do this business thing either. There's a beautiful collaboration that gets to happen between you, your desires, the universe, and the outside world as you create the product or service that transfers your passion into impact and also as much money as you so desire. Because lady, if you are heart-centered, if you're soul-aligned, if you're the kindness that the world so deserves, desires, requires right now, then more passion is more magical moolah in your bank account. Boom. Seriously. And what does this mean? More money in the hands of good people doing good deeds in the world. That's what it means. So seriously, let's start a band. Let's play to the ladies in the back, too afraid to step forward. Let's give to those who couldn't afford the seat at the front. If that's what you desire like myself and like Kelsey today, then here's the thing. You can do it. You can have it. Start where you are. Give where you're at. And if that's not your thing, then that's okay too. Whatever it is that fuels you, your passions deserve to be out there in the world serving those who are waiting for them. All of them, all of your passions and all of the people, because there are people waiting to be inspired and to be served. So with that, my CEOs, let's go out into the world. Say no to niching down if you don't feel called to. Accept that you might be someone who's meant to profit wide and build an empire of businesses that impact and thus make bank and live so much freaking freer. Until next time, love you long time. 
What is up, my darlings and doers? If you loved this podcast, please don't leave it behind. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and do us a huge favor. Give us a quick rating. It not only helps me to know where you're listening, but it also helps the new listener to find this podcast and become the next doing success story. So with that, I'm off to do some big things or help one of my amazing clients get her doing list done. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next week.